This is a Star Wars Sessions special announcement. Yeah, so um, basically, guys, uh, we want you to enjoy the show, and trust me, you're going to love it. It's filth. It's great, as per usual. Um, but we did record this a day before the Mandalorian Season 2 trailer dropped, which we even say, I think Matty Boy says it, in this episode, okay? So just bear that in mind. We still go through some Mando stuff, but like, listen to it as if you've not seen the Season 2 trailer yet. This is the way. This is the way. Enjoy, guys. Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Roger, Roger. You're listening to the Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud, and joining me, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan, and buddy out there. And doing that John Boyega episode last week made me think of that phrase that John said he couldn't quite get right in The Last Jedi. What was it again? Oh, yes. Blyo Hexacrypt. Oh, my days. Matty Boy is bringing the heat once again, people. With the Bly puns. It's filth. I love it. He loves it. We all love it. Matty boy, how on earth are you, big boy? I am doing all right, mate. It's another. It's a Sessions Monday. It's a very hot Monday in the United Kingdom. I've um, I've let the side down. I've only got a cup of tea tonight, mate. But I've had the football on and I'm ready to talk some Star Wars. But before that, I want to know how on earth you are and what have you had for your dinner tonight? Uh, well, there we go, people. So when we actually uh, jumped online onto our recording, um, Matty Boy was like, oh, what did you have for dinner? Because I did have to push back our recording just a smidge, just just 15 minutes. Because I was like, look, Matty Boy, been busy after work and uh, we, we just got to sort out dinner now. Look, mate, we didn't have enough time to cook dinner, did we? Cool. And we've been pretty good this weekend, all in all. So do you know what we did? Mackie D's? Filth. No. No, no Mackie D's, mate. Classic, filthy, British fish and chips. Oh, you can't beat the classics, can you? No, you can't beat it, mate. We can't beat be, it. Be, two large chips, and I'm telling you, if you're, if you're not British, yeah, chips, British chips, like fat chips, oh, my days. They, especially from the chip shop, they just got a different flavour. They just hit different. They just hit different. And um, I had a, a cheeky battered sausage nice, and a curry sauce. And then we get a haddock as well. I, I am one of these people where I'm like, haddock is so much better than cod. Yes. But like, it just tastes better. I am with um, you on that. And we split the haddock. So I have, I really has most of it because I have the sausage, but then there's still like, they're like, it's such a fat off bit of fish that there's enough for me to have a little bit. Like we didn't eat it all. It was, it was so good. So good. 
<laughs> I once got yeah. a place from the chip fish fish and chip shop, which is bigger than my plate. So uh, that took a while to fight down. Mate, it's it's incredible. It's like the size of a little child sometimes, or the child. You know, we we never know. Um, but no, that's it, Matty boy. You like you said, it's hot, it's warm. We've had a spicy weekend. But do you know what? Do you know what, mate? When the week comes round, yeah, man, I just. Love sitting down and talking the wars and all my days is there a lot of wars to talk about am i right the the stars have been warring this last week since last uh the last episode and uh we've got a good one tonight mate, haven't we yes we definitely do we definitely do it's full of news it's full of chit chat and it's full of filth but most importantly it is part of the galactic news round oh yeah Ewan McGregor has told Empire Magazine that his return as Obi-Wan has been a long time coming. Rogue One's Felicity Jones has given birth to her first child. The first look at the ongoing Marvel High Republic series has been unveiled at StarWars.com. Hi, this is Jamie Stangroom. You're listening to the Star Wars Session podcast, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Now, as Master Blywalker, Blyo Hexacrypt himself just said, um, it's been a busy old, busy enough week in Star Wars. I mean, it's never quite quiet or calm, is it? So, and there's a few things which have uh, come out this week, including one which came out about two hours before we started recording, which we're going to drop at the end of the main discussion here. But the first one we wanted to talk about was um, Daisy Ridley, the English Rose. She did an interview with uh, Josh Gad on Jimmy Kimmel Live recently. And Josh was discussing all about Ray, Kenobi, Palpatine, Skywalker, Hudson, Bly, nobody. And um, they had a little bit of bants. And in it, Daisy dropped a few uh, tidy nuggets, didn't she? Yeah, mate, she has dropped some absolute uh, knowledge uh, to us. And to be honest, you guys have probably heard of it. Uh, And you've probably even watched the videos. But we're going to do a little recap here. And we're also going to just put our opinion on it ourselves. I think that's fair to say. Do you think, Matty boy? I think so, mate. It's not... Let's face it, up top, it's it's unsurprising news. I'm going to file it under that category, but... um... Far be it from me to echo the words of that Daisy Ridley. Here is exactly what Daisy said when she uh, sat down with uh, Josh Gad the other day. So, Daisy, uh, I want to ask you, I just found this out. You Have you been keeping Ray's secret from the beginning? Did you know about the parentage? Like, uh, Tell me about that, that journey of when you found out. No. At the beginning, there was toying with like an Obi-Wan connection and then um, it really went, there were like different versions and then it really went to that she was no one. And then it came to episode nine and JJ pitched me the film and was like, oh yeah, Palpatine's granddaddy. And I was like, awesome. And then two weeks later, he was like, oh, we're not sure. So it kept changing. So then even I was filming and I wasn't sure what the answer was going to be. So, a Obi-Wan Kenorty, uh was going to be part of the lineage. So, mate, we've spoken about it on this episode since the rise of Skywalker came out, and even before that, in the speculation and 
basically, let's not lie, we've been talking about it since 2015. Like, who is Rey? Uh, Force Awakens set her up to be somebody. The Last Jedi set her up to be nobody. And then the Rise of Skywalker just sort of threw everything at the wall and was like, I don't know, she'll be this person's granddaughter. So, um, but, it's, but hearing Daisy say that from the inception of the character, she was a Kenobi, she was a nobody, she was a Palpatine, then she wasn't, then she was. I mean, we've spoken about it before, mate, but now it's kind of been like more confirmed than it has been. But what, what, you heard that, mate. What did you think? So, like you said, mate, it's it's not surprising. It's really not surprising. We, you know, is it news that we know that the sequel trilogy was disjointed and, you know, didn't have a cohesive plan from start to finish? Yeah, we know that. We know that now. Um, and that is a shame. I, I'm a little bit surprised to just hear it from Daisy's mouth and, and to hear it from her, you know, like this. Um, especially because it was on Jimmy Kimmel, That's wasn't right, it? Yeah. And Jimmy Kimmel, I'm pretty sure it's on a network. And I don't know. I don't know all these American networks off by heart or anything like that. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's like under a subsidiary of Disney. That's the crazy thing. Um, and I think that, uh, I was just surprised it came out like that, especially that even when they wrapped filming, she still wasn't a hundred percent sure. That's really bad, isn't it? <laughs> That's- I think that's crazy. But yeah, I'll tell you one thing, mate. Go on. Tell you one thing. That means that when they wrapped filming, there is a version of The Rise of Skywalker where Ray is in the Palpatine. I mean, I know that Adam Driver got called back or he, he recorded lines of dialogue in his cupboard, his closet, sorry, um, which a lot of people speculated was the uh, you have his power, you're a Palpatine in a world line, uh, which would then make you wonder, well, if Daisy had finished shooting, what was what did the film look like before they had to add in those scenes where they actually made her a Palpatine? So, I mean, we've heard that there's, I mean, Greg Grunberg, who's who'll say anything to stay on JJ's good books, has said there is no um, JJ cut, and so many other actors have as well, but is there? I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say definitively, yes, mm. there is, but mm. Mm. to hear um, the English Rose there say that even like up until the end of the shoot, nobody really knew what was going on with the uh, parentage or lineage is firstly, it is disappointing to hear. And I, and I know that lots of people don't aren't bothered by it or don't think it's the biggest thing in the world, but from a, a film fan point of view, it's really, really disappointing to know that to be confirmed that no one had a clue what was going on. But um, yeah, the, as for the alternate rise of Skywalker, you you've been an advocate for the Avenue that there probably is another cut out there. There is, mate. There is enough material for a version where Ray isn't isn't mm-hmm. a Palpatine, um, and, and we we know Chris Terrio and JJ Abrams wanted uh, two parts, or effectively an episode ten. You know, we we know that mm-hmm. we know that, um, and they were desperate to just get it behind them. You know, that's why that's what I think. Um, listen, you know, it's not a massive surprise, and I love just the honesty of. Daisy, you know, she looks mm. happy and she looks just like, yeah, you, I, it's like she, she's saying it like you guys already know, you know, <laughs> yeah, she's, yeah. that's how she's saying it. She's saying it like, yeah, you guys already know. Um, and it's like, yeah, we were just figuring it out along the way. Um, and it, it is what it is, you know, and it's crazy because, you know, I, I think I used this 
um, illustration um, the other day with 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 a friend. I think I can't remember which one. <laughs> I've else. used it recently. I've I've used it recently, um, and it, it's like if you're a creative person and you are spending so much time and effort trying not to ruin project number mm -hmm. one, okay? You're really trying to be perfectionist about it. And then project number two, you're being a lot more experimental, been a bit more crazy with it. Um, and it, usually project one isn't usually as good as project mm -hmm. two. Project two is a lot more original and it ends up being like your favorite, right? Sequel trilogy, yeah, project two, Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, yeah, because he wasn't planned, I don't think either. Um, and his story is awesome. I do think this comes back to the fact they were afraid to make Ray look weak at any point. Um, and I do think there's a smidge of politics in that, sadly. Um, and yeah, I think it's that they they just they they didn't know what to do with the ending. A little bit, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Too much. Wrap it up. Too much. Wrap it up. Sand. Palpatine. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, again. Imagine if this was George the whole time just sabotaging yeah. it. <laughs> jo like, George, we need your help. Okay. Uh, yeah, these guys. They don't these even guys. know. I'm going to get them back. <laughs> All this time, Palpatine was the one in the shadows. Uh, Lucas, sorry. George Lucas in the shadows watching. Always. Um I don't know, mate. I, yeah. I, I saw an interesting take online the other day, which isn't something I, I see on social media, good takes, but I did the other day and um, I did admit I, was, I, I thought it was quite good. But somebody, I, forgive me, mate, I can't remember your name. You're a king, though. You've always got good takes. He basically said Ron Howard did solo a couple of years ago and very rarely, if ever, in his interviews, is he asked, are you going to do solo too? Never asked about it, despite the controversy. Every single ep um, interview since episode nine, Daisy Ridley's always being asked this question, and the guy and the guy was just like, "Is this all she's ever going to be asked forever now?" Is Ray Palpatine, Ray Palpatine? And I was like, "You know what? That's a good point." Um, every episode, every interview I've seen with her actually has been mentioned, and this is the first time where it's been kind of confirmed. Now, similar to JB last week, John Boyega, who's just let his hair down and was like, "Nope, this is what I really think." I think I don't know if they had like an NDA, which meant they couldn't say anything until a certain amount of time after the film's release, because it seems that in the last two weeks. You know, these two lead actors have come out and said um, things about production, not damaging. This is well, certainly not from Daisy, at least. I mean, it's damaging if if we hadn't known about it, but we already knew about this. But I don't know. I'm, I, I'm with you there, mate. I just think it is. You wonder what went on behind the scenes and why this wasn't sorted out early on, even if not in The Force Awakens, at least by The Last Jedi to have a, con a cohesive, consistent plan. But I don't know. To hear that was uh it just kind of like confirmed all of our worst fears but people have also been saying well if palps is the grand puppy who's the who's the grandma and that's something that josh gad asked and here's the clip where he asked now i still have some pressing questions for you i hope you don't mind so if palpatine's your grandfather who exactly is your grandmother in that scenario you tell me josh <laughs> <laughs> think about that mate <laughs> i can't not laugh along with sorry my mic was muted no you're all right uh, I, I was there laughing to myself like a crazy person um but there we go what, what do i think of that right um this is it now he's opened it mm. do you know what mate 
I think um, it's banter, isn't it? <laughs> it's just jokes. It's great. Um, it's jokes. Do you know what? And and even with the old uh, canon, with with Palpatine's son being a failed <laughs> clone and stuff, yeah, mate, get out of here. That's not canon. Fake That's clone. not the real canon. That is. That is canon until something else comes along and replaces it. That's right. what that is. That would be that would be all we need now is for something else to be retconned regarding the rise of Skywalker. I think they'd be best just to leave it very quietly to rest in the background, never mention it again. Yeah, yeah. It was all my. It was all my doing. <laughs> yeah. I got him back. I got him back. Is that note <laughs> from Mister George L? Was well, nobody yeah. knew who it's from, but his story ideas here. Yeah. Big boy Lucas, the <laughs> king of the uh, Australian fast food call. Um, you know, we're all about that, mate. No, listen, I, I think um, it this this interview, it, they seem to be having fun with it. Yeah, know? and I like that. I, I like that. It highlights what we already know. Does it hurt a little that it's coming straight from you know our main hero of this trilogy? Yeah. It does a little mm. bit. But, mate, what an exciting time we live in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. and, hey, it's not boring, right? <laughs> at least we get fun entertainment. I mean, like you're right, the interview was great. Josh and Daisy have been having great um, hashtag bants since like The Last Jedi when Josh was always saying, who's raised parents? And those wicked little um, shorts he did when we was getting like Dame Judi Dench and Daniel Craig on board. Um so they've always had a great chemistry. So if anyone was going to get this kind of fun interview and lighthearted approach to bad screenwriting, it was going to be Josh Gad. So yeah, I agree. Imagine if it was um, a lot of fun. Imagine if uh, she did say something. Go on. And then and then um, JJ and Chris Terry are like, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's wrong. <laughs> Imagine if tomorrow Terry strikes back. Yeah. But there we go, mate. Hey, it, like like I say, it's it's not it's not the biggest deal in the world. It's still funny, you know, and uh, a, a tiny yeah. bit heartbreaking. But there yeah. we go. I'm but we already that. knew I'm that anyway. That. We already knew it, mate. We already knew it. And listen, we are Star Wars fans. We can get through this. We love it, don't we? We love it. And I, do you know what? I still love bits of Rise of Skywalker. Does it confuse me sometimes? Yeah. But does it make me bear emotion sometimes? Yeah. It does. Um, But we've had some other news this week, haven't we, May Boy? It has been a proper busy week. And um, all all I'm going to say is, you know, the the, the Daisy thing was happening, but, you know, this next bit of news just felt like, you know, the white knight in shining armor and just flipping glorious rays of sunshine, you know, accompanied by a little green child. Yes. Who could we be talking about? It is our boy, Baby Yoda, and the Mandalorian Season 2 Entertainment Weekly article sneak peek. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh. Mate, just just seeing the Mando back again is exciting to me. I, I just dropped um, Jibber Jabber of Jabba the Hutt on Patreon where I spoke a little bit about this and just the idea that we when we finished, when we hopped off the Concorde, which is defunct, the 747, after the Mando finished, you know, back in the end of last year, um, we were like, oh, we've got to wait so long until the next season. And now it's here. We're like five weeks away. 
So it's so good to just to be able to see that these characters are coming back and not any other ones to start with. It's just um, Mando, Baby Yoda, Cara Dune, Grief Karga and Gideon, the established gang. To see them back again, it is... Again, given that we've, had, we've been in a bit of a lull at the minute, not much has happened in this Star Wars in terms of films and that. Obviously, Daisy's coming out with her comments and John Byger last week. So hearing, seeing this stuff coming out, mate, was a, a welcome shot of or positivity, but also that, you know, Star Wars isn't going anywhere. Do you know what, though, mate? Mm-hmm. Star Wars always is in the news. Have you noticed that? It is, for better or worse. It, it's, there's always something tiny. You know, we don't always cover everything, um, but it's, it's very relevant, isn't it? It's very relevant. Mate, every time I try to get the news round clips, I have to scroll through uh, news articles about like a new slow cooker with R two D two colours has been released. Adidas are dropping more trainers. A Lego set's coming out, or speculation about like all, how old Legends books are going to tie in. There's it, because people it gets clicks for one, but it, it's never going to leave the zeitgeist. It never will do. Yes. Yeah, exactly, mate. It's just, it's incredible to see. It's incredible to see. And Mandalorian seems to be carrying that very, very well at the moment. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, this this is one of the biggest things to happen to Star Wars and pop culture ever. You know, it's, it is a big deal. Um, and, you know, we're looking at these uh, new pictures that were dropped in this article. So it's a short article uh, written by James Hibbard for Entertainment Weekly, uh, dropped on the 8th of September. If you haven't looked at it yet, guys, go and look at it. Maybe look at it while you're listening to this podcast, if you've got the time or space or or uh, if you're not at your desk. Hey, even if you're at your desk, yeah, your manager's not about, you're working from home, whip this up in the background. Even if he's there and he says, what, what, what's that you're looking at? You just turn around, give him the eyebrow and say, this is the way. And he'll know. Yes. Or he, he or she will know. They'll nod back. This is the way. <laughs> and uh, everything is good and filth in the world. I just spat tea on my monitor. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, mate. Could be worse. Oh, well. It could be worse. Um, but we, you know, the first image I was greeted uh, with uh, from, from the Mando season two uh, pictures was the Mandalorian leaning against this like bag mm-hmm. and little baby Yoda is sitting on the bag and it, it just looks great. You know, he's, he's, he's there in his full armor. He's got his baby and it's star Wars. Nothing crazy new about it, but it's nice to see a new shot. And Mando's just chilling a little bit, you know, yeah. it just looks pretty, looks pretty spicy, mate. It's pretty spicy. Blaster in hand, looking pretty cool. And you baby, baby, he's just chilling. He's the one that in the bag. Just like, can we get this over with so I can have my chicken nuggets, my chicken nuggies. Um, yeah. I like the images, mate. There's only a couple, and of course, there's a couple of cover shots. There's nothing major to get out of any of these, but the one thing I did get from it, like I mentioned up top, is Mando's back. We're getting and everyone in the world. Well, I know the main territories are, 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 are can all watch it on the same day. There's none of this hopping back and forward on the old plane job anymore. We'll be watching it the same day as everybody else, and I'm excited about that. But I liked the uh, one. A couple of the shots I liked was one of the, the one of Grief Karga. Carl Weathers looking like looking all boss in this like purple um, galactic jumper with a waistcoat on, and he's looking pretty regal. He's obviously spent some of that Beskar on some new clothes, and the one of Gideon Giancarlo Esposito's Moff Gideon. I thought he looked boss in that picture, but I liked all of these pictures, mate. And like the the gang Mando, Cara, and Grief, I thought that was just a good a good 
like um, gang shot, whether it's just a publicity shot or they're actually all going to be together again. But I thought all these pictures looked decent and I'm always up for any kind of image of Baby Yoda, mate. We know that. Yeah, absolutely, mate. It's it's great to see all the gang back together. Um, and Mando's just looking great in that armour. Mm. But what you said about Grief Karga, he, he has got a little cheeky white beard, hasn't yeah. he? And yeah. and that wasn't that wasn't there beforehand, was it? It was it a bit more his... like the same colour as his the, the the hair on on his head. Yes, he was um, clean so... shaven or stubbly with a little tash, yeah. Yeah, was he? Let, let me have a look now. Grief, uh, car, grief, I'm... grief, Kaga, Kaga, Kaga. Uh, do you know what? You're yeah. right. He's just got a little mustache, the Apollo Creed mustache. But and I think I know what you're going to say. And again, I pulled this up on Jibber Jabber. Um, but do do please go. Yeah, is it that there's been a little time jump? That's it. That's what I'm interested in is how far forward is this? Months, maybe? I can't imagine it being years, like plural, but who knows? Yeah, that's a funny one, isn't it? Like, do you know what? I just never thought about this. I just assumed it would be quite, it, it'd be a little bit of time after season one. Never would have thought, oh, do you know what? It's going to be a few years in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, this might tell us that there is, because that's quite intentional. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, dude turning up with a white beard and moustache, you know. Well, it's like a little goatee almost, but he's rocking it. He's looking good, old grief. Um, goodness gracious grief. Um, is that it? <laughs> oh, I got that from. Good, good, good grief, Cargo. Goodness gracious. It will keep it as your one, mate. Good, yeah. We'll, we'll call that because he is goodness and he is gracious. Come on, where was your boss, son? He is grief. Cargo is our boy. I would like to see the goatee. <laughs> <laughs> that goatee looks very good. Well, he's dead, isn't he? So yeah, he's not yeah, coming, coming back. back oh, exactly. um, oh uh, what's his name? Imperial... I was going to just call him Imperial German. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, just like, uh, but he was incredible, wasn't he? He was incredible. Werner Herzog was just a boss in in filmmaking. So to get him was a coup in the first place. But the fact that they got him in this to, to basically shed tears over Baby Yoda is offset. Mate, I, I'm going to miss the client. That's that's that's, the, that's what I'm interested in. We've said it before. You know, how are they going to make this show? How are they going to take it forward? All the, like half of Canon's cut being introduced into it apparently, and how are they going to do it? But in the interview, John Favreau, our boy, our saviour, he said everything gets bigger and the stakes get higher and that they're going to follow different storylines and characters. So it's, it may not just be this episode is the Mandalorian on Tatooine. This episode is the Mandalorian on uh, Navarro. It could be that, you know, 10 minutes we see Mando and Baby Yoda, you know, chilling out, cooking marshmallows. And then we cut to Grief and Karga somewhere else, Grief and Kara somewhere else. And I like the idea of like intertwined stories like that. So that's going to be interesting, mate. Mate, that's a good shout. And listen, this this kind of goes along with what we already know or what we've heard, not what we've already known. Mm-hmm. You know that the show this season is going to be slightly bigger. Um, whether we're going to get all of the characters um, that everyone has been talking about, um, 
I don't know. Um, And I think Gina Carano has said that, hasn't she? She said some of the rumors are true and some of them are just rubbish. Um, And yeah, I think think some people could be a little disappointed if they're waiting out for a certain character, (laughs) Ahsoka. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if she's going to turn up. I I'm really not sure. However, I think I think I think she definitely will, but mm. I don't think she's going to have a huge role to play. Which, and I think just just her name is being bandied about like she's going to be a major player. I don't I don't think she is. I think I think she's going to have a small an important role, but I think she's only going to have a small role, mate. Which will yeah. disappoint I'm, some. Yeah, I'm I'm going into this show, kind of expecting that she's not going to be in it. Mm-hmm. And if she is, um, and I think that's, that's for my sake. Yeah. I think that's it a little bit, you know? Um, but no, the, the stakes get higher. The Mandalorian in season one is all about, you know, the riffraff. It's about people who just aren't connected to the new Republic because after all, Mando says new Republic, that's a joke, mm-hmm. you know, love that by the way, love that line. Very good line. Um, and it says it does like so much world building. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, anyway, I, I do think it's going to be a, a bigger deal. And I think Mando is, you know, almost reluctantly becoming more and more part of this bigger picture. Um, and he's going to be part of a bigger picture, mate. Do you know why? Go on. Jet pack. Yes. Jet pack. Yeah. He's tooled up now, hasn't he? He's had his modifications. Dude, we can see the jetpack. And I swear, people have not been talking about this. Look at the picture of Mando on the speeder bike. What do you see in the background? Flipping jetpack, mate. Yep. Bigger. So good. And little babies so on the back, too. Good. Yeah, so you need good. a baby with a jetpack, too. Oh. Yeah, him a little jetpack. Come on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go shoot down Imperials. Nice. No, it it looks incredible, mate. It looks incredible. The photos don't give us much else uh, new other than that. It's honestly just portrait um pictures of the actors, well, in character and uh on set. Uh other than that, looks like we are going back to Tatooine. However, that could be any sand planet. I'm gonna guess it's Tatooine. Um Sand planets once again. Mm. I've heard Tatooine mm, okay. coming back for sure. So I don't mind if it's Tatooine. I don't. I don't necessarily mind. There's got to be a reason, though, right? Yes. There's got to be reason because we've already been to Tatooine. So that's yeah. the only thing. Uh, there, there was other than the pictures, which, like you've just said, not much to glean from. But look, they look great. The in the, in the article, we found out that yeah, there's going to be eight episodes again. But interestingly, they they are going to be varying lengths of episode. Episode uh, series one had episodes ranging from like what twenty nine minutes to like forty minutes. But it's interesting. I think as Rick Famuyiwa said that you know there is a actual range of episode uh, durations this time. So it might be that we get some slightly longer ones. Hopefully, it doesn't mean we get shorter ones. But um, they made a point out of saying that you know there are going to be varying lengths and. In amongst that, they're talking about the relationship between John and Big Boy Filoni, which we all know is we all know is sweet. But the the most in, other than one other one, but the most interesting tidbits I found 
came from Giancarlo Esposito, who is not only having a absolutely he's killing it in 2020 with the output he's had, but he likes to um, he's under NDA, but he likes to skirt those rules a little bit. You know, he gives away a little bit more than most. He said that obviously about the dark saber. He said basically, I'm going head to head with Mando, and it's incredible. It's quality. So I'm guessing he's going to have a fight with the Mando for the starters for the um, dark saber. And he also said, you know, almost like winkingly, that he's commandeering a larger vehicle this time, which I assume is a Star Destroyer. Um, but the way that he said it almost was kind of like grinning at the camera, like lustfully how much power this man's got. So um, Moff Gideon's going to be a big presence in this season, which I'm looking forward to because just his appearances in the final two episodes of the last season were some of the best parts of the entire season. Esposito is a wonderful um, actor anyway, and he's very good as a villain and you can tell he's relishing being this kind of villain. And if, if anyone's going to give us a good story for him, I trust John Favreau and Dave Filoni to write this world, to make him feel like a fleshed out villain with motive, but also to make him feel like, you know, this guy really does mean business and he's not just going to get punked around every episode. So that stuff from Gideon caught my eye, mate. Mate, that is a good shout. That is a good shout. He, he, he says a little bit about the old battle there. That is a smidge uh, spoilery, doesn't he? He says it's an iconic battle even. Okay. You know, it goes far to say that. You know, it's an iconic battle. Yeah, that's a, that's a funny one because I can't help but feel if it's iconic, then... I don't see that, and this could be wrong, but when you think of iconic battles in Star Wars, or particularly duels, um, you think of sword versus sword, yeah. right? Lightsaber versus mm-hmm. lightsaber. Imagine a scenario where our boy Mando's got that darksaber. And, and a jetpack. And a jetpack, right? right? Which would imply old Gideon... You know, maybe he's using a lightsaber of sorts. I don't know. But it's just a it's just a wee little naughty thought. Well, Gideon fights um, Ahsoka with a lightsaber, but if that's the case, he did. Yeah, 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 for sure. He goes on to say, uh, you may think I'm a villain, but I'm trying to harness some energy and some powers for a path that could be the best for all. You'll get to see him be somewhat diplomatic and a more of a manipulator. Oh man, this yes. sounds good. This sounds like that sounds like drama. Yeah. That sounds like drama. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Yeah, and Esposito again is a great, great actor, so I, I trust that he'll be able to absolutely um wring every ounce of twirling mustache villain whilst also being that I not sympathetic, but the kind of villain like Thanos was and others where you can kind of think, you know what, I, I can see where you're coming from, mate. Might not agree, but I get your drift. And maybe Gideon's going to be that kind of where you think, okay, you are, you know, doing some awful atrocities, but your reasoning behind it, you know, may not be so bad. But that's just conjecture. Is it because he needs Baby Yoda to help with bringing back the Emperor? Who knows? Because apparently it's going to tie into Tross. That would make everything a lot spicier if that was the case. But... um the other thing I pulled out was George Lucas visited the set and he was giving Filoni, quote unquote, a hard time during one of the scenes that he was directing. And he did say to him, you know, you need to be faster. You need to get be more intense with this, which was uh, fun to read. Faster, more intense. Yeah. <laughs> faster. This is classic. CG. 
Where's the green screen? That's it. Oh, the, yeah. the volume burnt down last week. George Lucas was seen scurrying away, giggling. Yeah. Not green no, screen. No, George, though. this is called the volume. We don't know. No, where's the green boxes? That's it. Tennis green boxes. Stick. Yep. Yep. It's the future. <laughs> Palpatine's key to all this. Okay, guys, <laughs> yeah. as long as you remember that. Um, oh, mate, it's all it's all banner. We love it, don't we? Um, yeah, no, it, 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 drama, mate. If if there's drama, I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, and I can't flip in wait for that. Um, Gideon. Talking about Gideon, he also says um, he's got a larger vehicle. Mm. Interesting uh, use of word there. Um, it's pretty spicy. Is that, mate, but we're all thinking it, is that going to be a Star Destroyer? I think so, mate. The way that, like, like, like I said, it was like winking, nodding almost when he said quite a large uh, vehicle. He, we saw him in that bad boy TIE fighter. What else is going to be a larger vehicle other than a Star Destroyer? Unless he's got walking around in an attack, which would be, you know, unpractical, impractical in space. You'd better fly that thing. It's got to be a Star Destroyer. Are, we, are they going to bring a Star Destroyer onto a live-action Star Wars TV series? If so, I'm here for that, mate. It also shows us how much power Gideon has. Mm, he He's one of the most imp- important people in the empire mm-hmm. and in the imperial remnant at this point it, it's without a shadow of a doubt it just he screams that right he's a moth he is a moth in in the star wars universe a moth is the big daddy yep. you know he's out there he wants to go have a chinese he goes to the whole buffet mate <laughs> and it's not just a rubbish buffet he's getting the real deal so they clear the restaurant um, for the moth that's it, mate. Moth bowls are in. What do you want, mate? Yeah. Sweet and sour. Balls. Chicken balls. Yes. Of course he wants that. Sweet and sour baby He's Yoda. Not a sh- Sweet and sour baby Yoda. Give me the baby. I would like to um, the baby. I honestly think he's going to have a Star Destroyer, to be honest. Yeah, uh, it just makes a lot of sense. Um, I'll be surprised if it's something else. And listen, I don't mind if it's something else. I think it's just one of those things where I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like a, once again, it's a little bit of a given to be honest. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all my thoughts on that anyway. Right. So, and in, in canons established that there weren't many star destroyers out there after Endor or Jakku because they were all blown up or stolen by the new Republic or pirates or sent into unknown regions to find, um, Exegol. So if he has got one, then he, he, he is a special dude. All right, my last question to you on Mandalorian. We know there's a season three coming out. Um, Gideon, is he making it out of this season? They're bigging him up. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's making it out of this season. Okay. He's making it out of this season. He has to, man. He's He is a... Uh, He's a big baddie, you know, and he's driven, you know, like what he said earlier, you know, he, he thinks what he's doing is bringing justice and a better life to all. You know, these are people where they're probably in a position where the easier thing could be to run away and, you know, settle life on a a small planet somewhere and just live, live a simple life. You know, these guys are fighting against the new Republic, the empire have become the underdogs almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think someone like that, 
I doubt he's going to be killed off personally. I, I, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. But no, I thought I'd ask because he was pretty much, he, we got the most from him in this article, but um, that's a good question for another time. And we've got the Mando coming in five or six weeks times. And let's face it, I'm sure we're going to do a Mando centric um, article uh, episode about that. So I'll give any thoughts and I'm sure we'll give more thoughts about that. Um, but there was, there was some other sweet comments from John, wasn't there? Just to wrap that up. Yeah, just toward, uh, well, yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty spicy. And I think it's just worth bringing out, especially um, with this episode of Star Wars Sessions. Um, so, yeah, John Favreau uh, is talking um, about the, the, the concept of the story and, uh, and the, the baby. But he goes on to say, uh, when he brought up in the very beginning of doing this child and having it be of Yoda's species, I was like, oh, that's very tricky because there's never been this uh, before outside of Yoda. Mm -hmm. And then Yaddle in the prequels on the Jedi Council, it's kind of a sacred thing. We just have to be responsible when we're telling a story with what we're deciding to do. The fans want to know things are a calculated careful decision then if you tell a good story most of the time they go with it that is uh of course our boy mm -hmm. dave filoni talking about his experience with john uh, and it's interesting you know it, and i think with what we spoke about at the beginning of the main discussion with almost like the careless attitude and really mistake and i mean that i mean that sincerely you know i do think it was a mistake that no one just did this on purpose to try and ruin star wars or anything like that but it's clear that dave filoni john favreau care about that storytelling um and dave filoni's there you know to make sure that things are happening realistically mm -hmm. within that star wars lore and blow me down mate i think that is very impressive and you got you got to give him credit for that man mate the Mando has been, everyone says the Mando is what we need right now in the fandom. For whatever reason, people say that. I'm just excited to get a quality continuation of a, a incredibly good first season. And hearing that, you know, you shouldn't have to feel like, oh, good, they've thought this out. But And, and the, the sequel trilogy isn't the only franchise, TV series or anything which has, ever, which has been... Um, underwritten or undercooked loads have been but to hear that this has been meticulously worked on thought out the storyline's going to be even if it's not very good at least it'll be consistent because let's face it the mando season two may be awful who knows but at least we know that the story's going to be well written everything's going to matter the characters are going to tie in and appear as and when they need to be and there won't be any need we assume for any drastic retcons in season three so i'm Dead chuffed to hear that um, John and Dave have got have gone to those lengths to ensure a great storytelling. Because, like you said, fans just want a good story, and if we and if we can give it to them, then great. And they think they have done so. I'm all for that. The Mandalorian season two, and again, we'll drop some Mando thoughts in the next few weeks coming up there. But um, we mentioned up top that there's one more bit of news that dropped, and it did. It literally dropped about three hours ago, um, and it's only quite small. But it looked great. It's a Star Wars Squadrons prequel promo uh, cinematic drop, like a short cinematic, about six, seven minutes long. And um, Star the Star Wars official social channel drops it today on this Monday as we're recording. And 
it's really, really quite good. Just what I said to Luke when, before we came on, I was like, have you seen it? He said, I haven't seen it. I said, it's really actually, it looks great. It's really good. Um, and it, it, it's basically one uh, one TIE fighter, the last TIE fighter left of his battalion as the rest of them have been blown up or uh, retreating into hyperspace against a um, an X-Wing pilot, a rebellion, New Republic pilot, sorry, who's, you know, trying to kill him. Is it a, a dogfight going on? And it is great. I thought it looked great. You saw it, didn't you, Matey Beast? What did you think about this one? So, dude, I got onto uh, the old laptop, got the microphone out, got my drinks ready, put my phone on uh, mute today as we recorded. Matty Boy brings the filth, doesn't he? Brings the spice. And he's like, mate, wait, Lukey Boy, you seen that uh, new Star Wars Squadrons uh, CG dramatic scene? I'm like, no, Matty Boy. What are you talking about? He's like, mate, watch it. It's on Twitter. I was like, bro, already on it. Got YouTube fired up already. It's come up on my home screen. So Matty Boy kindly allowed me to watch that just before um, recording. So this is fresh out of Blywalker's brain. Uh, Dude, can't lie to you. This looks absolutely incredible. But no, this... this, um, this game really looks good, mate. It looks spicy. And I can't lie, man, if, I, if I'm being honest, I was like moderately excited for this. So if I recall uh, correctly, I, I, I said a few shows ago, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get it because I'm, it's like I'm supporting my football team, you know, Star Wars FC. It's my football team. I'll have the cash. It's not super expensive. It's quite an affordable game. Quid, I think. I'll give it a go. That's it. I'll, I'll give it a go and we'll have some fun with it, especially if it's cross-platform. Um, lo and behold, this this scene has come out on YouTube. And dude, this is a different game to what I thought it was going to be, I think. I think. Because if this is from the campaign, wow, it looks really good. I was just really caught in the moment. I was like, wow, this is... This is amazing. <laughs> this is really cool. And it's nice to see it from the Imperial point of view, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if it's going to tie in with any other lore. I mean, we know it's going to tie in uh, because old Ray Sloan's in it, right? Oh, the Queen. Um, Hera. That's it, man. Wedge. Hera. You know, we got we got people we know who um, are, are going to be in this game. But to see the... I don't know what it is, man. Just to see what I'm assuming is the campaign like that presented in that way with that much quality. I don't know. I've I've kind of got really excited all of a sudden about this. What about you, man? Mate, um, I'm with you on the sense that, look, it's, it's a Star Wars game. I'm going to pick it up, but I'm not, you know, I'll, pl- I'll play it and probably enjoy it. But then I'll go back to playing Battlefront 2 or something else. Um but seeing this cinematic, I was like, Do you know what? This is this looks pretty good. And I don't, again, I don't know if it's part of the campaign or if it is set before the events of the game. But either way, it looked. I mean, the, I know it's a cinematic and it's going to look good, but it, the game it looks amazing. And I got, you know, I was watching like you, and I was glued to the screen. I was like, what, what's going to happen here? And this is like a short film, basically. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. If this ties in at all to the campaign, great. If it, I wonder if it's got any bearing at all on the story. I'm guessing that the character that, that we saw 
um, I'm not sure if it was um, Varko Gray. I don't know if it's him or not. I believe the guy was called the ex- the TIE fighter pilot. It, I'm assuming mm. he's going to be a big part of the Imperial side of it. But I don't know, mate. I just thought it looked great. Even, even if it had nothing to do with the game and they just said, oh, by the way, here's a short film. It's canon. Enjoy it. It's great. I would have just been like, this is brilliant. They did something recently with Jurassic World similar to this. Just dropped a seven-minute short film. People lost their minds about how good it was. This is a great way to get excitement going because I think a lot of people are, um, you know, they're moderate excitement levels for Squadron. There'll be some people out there who are, can't wait and I, you know, more power. For me, I'm just I'm looking forward to a new canon story because that's what I'm all about. New characters, new planets, new lore. But I don't know, there's nothing about the marketing that's really sold me completely. But then I see this and I'm like, do you know what? This looks boss. If again, for the third time, I don't know how much it ties into the game overall, or if it's just like a pretty sweet uh, prequel to it. I thought it looked quality, and I mean, I know, like you mentioned, we've got a lot of characters coming back, which from other canon. So for me, that is, I, I'm quite, I'm all for that. We're seeing Akbar, where Wedge Antilles, Saw Guerreras gets mentioned, um, Gideon Hask from the Battlefront Two campaign appears, um, uh, Lyndon Javes, who's from, who's mentioning. Like the aftermath books, a lot not aftermath. The um, Alphabet Squadron books. This has got huge ties to Alphabet Squadron, especially the new one, Shadowfall. I think is going to be a big tie in that book to this, which was interesting. And yeah, and Ray Sloan, Harrison, Dula are going to be basically fighting against each other. So that side excites me. The gameplay looks good, but nothing's really grabbed me yet about thinking I have to pick this game up and I'm going to love it. But mate, you know, hype needs can only go up unless it, unless they're doing a bad job and. They did a good job for me because my hype's gone up. And looking at the comments on the socials, a lot, most people, the vast majority of people, seem to dig this. Yeah, yeah, it, it's been well received. I think it's been well received just from the little uh, bit I skimmed over earlier. Um, and it's great to see, mate. It's great to see. So, like you said, I don't think this is going to be. I don't think this is going to be you know, the best game ever, but you never know. This might be the underdog. Let's let's hope for something special, mate, because I was I was really pleasantly surprised um by this. Really, really surprised. So yeah, bring it on, mate. Bring on the spice. Bring on the spice train. Choo-choo. This is Guy Henry, known for playing Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions. Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Uh, now, I don't fancy any spice. I'm not going to dabble in any of that. But I do fancy a Kef beer. And as fate would have it, the Bantina is upon us. Shall we enter, my friend? Mate, let's do it. Those guns could pick up a TIE fighter. Um, if you're new to the show, the Bantina, we hear the thoughts of the greatest listeners in the galaxy regarding our main topics of discussion. We sit with you guys in this beautiful little pub and have a couple of Kef beers. We wanted to hear what you guys thought of our main discussions, minus Star Wars Squadrons, because it has just come out. Um, and up top, we've got a... Well, we've got a lovely voice message from a familiar voice. I won't, without any introduction, take have a little listen to this. <laughs> You right, guys? Uh, I know I've got to keep this short and sweet, but I just wanted to quickly speak on uh, those new pictures that were released last week for Entertainment Weekly. Um, I think there's only one way we can describe them, and that is that they are so good. Um, 
other than those pictures, I do feel like they need to bring out some kind of trailer or like teaser, whatever it may be, some something that we can watch. You know, um, they need to push this out because uh, I feel like unless you're a Star Wars fan um, or have Disney Plus, um, you're probably not going to know that season two's out. Uh, but yeah, that's just my thoughts. Um, but yeah, cheers, guys. So good. Yeah, we go, mate. Oh, so good. Cheeky Danny yep. boy. Dropping that in as soon as I heard the voice, mate, I was like, oh, it's, it's coming at some point. It's coming at some point. And Dandelorian doesn't disappoint. He mixed it up, man. I like that. I'm here for that. He mixed it up. I like it. Uh, Danny Boy's got some got some filth there, you know. And I, 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 I see where he's coming from. But I tell you what, I think, I think Disney Plus is changing their game a wee bit. Reason I say that is because let's let's be honest, we would have seen something at Star Wars Celebration a few weeks ago if uh, all was uh, well with the world, and uh, that would have premiered in Los Angeles at, at the convention. Um, and obviously that didn't happen. I think that means that there's more cards in the hand of Lucasfilm. Now, I, I believe Disney Plus and streaming uh, shows in general, are, or, or platforms, I should say, in general, are starting to echo what Netflix are doing. Netflix only put out big trailers usually a few weeks out of uh, airing, you know? So it's fresh in your head. Um, like, for, for example, recently I saw, or a couple of weeks ago, I saw the uh, trailer for, is it Enola Holmes or Enola yes, Holmes? Yes, with uh, Millie Bobby Brown. That's right. And uh, I was like, oh, man, that looks incredible. I was, I was like, man, I really want to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was like, yeah, coming in a few weeks. I was like, excellent excellent Uh, you know it's not like oh coming 2021 coming december 2020 you know it's like no coming in a few weeks i do think you know the marketing of streaming is kind of getting figured out a little bit now and it kind of makes sense a little bit because we've like danny boy said we've known mando season two has been coming um but i do think you know releasing the trailer maybe a month three weeks out is really plausible at this point, I do think that is possible. Now, Matty Boy, knowing us, mate, it's going to release this week, or it's already been released, yeah. knowing us, mate. Um, <laughs> but there we go. It, I, out. Yeah, yeah. And if anything, I think it screams a little bit of confidence that they're not ramming it down anyone's throat. You know, it just seems very organic. You know, they're like, yeah, blue Mandalorian logo. There you go. Right. Awesome. Getting. Week later, Entertainment Weekly article, few pictures, bit of spice in there, bit of filth. There you go, little bit of an interview, bish bash bosh. Right, couple of weeks later, trailer, bam. And right. Let's not forget, mate. This isn't. I, I, I'm not. I can't speak for the fandom, and I certainly wouldn't want to speak for anyone else. But we need to remember, this isn't a film. This isn't like a cinema where we can release a trailer seven months in advance. Do you know what I mean? We don't need to do that. This yeah. is TV. And they do things yeah. differently on television. You don't need. Yeah. We don't need. We don't, they don't even need a trailer if they don't want to. They could just drop a few TV spots. But but you know it's Star Wars. That's how they do it. I'm. I don't. I try not to watch trailers anyway for films or anything unless it's Star Wars because let's face it, I'm a sucker for that. But I agree with what Danny Boy says though that 
you know, Star Wars fans, we know that Mando season two is coming. We know who's in it. We kind of have a gist of what may or may not happen. So we don't need a trailer. You know, sorry to say, guys, Star Wars fans, we don't need to see a trailer. But it's for those it's for those who aren't fans of the franchise, but who liked the Mandalorian season one, or for the new fans they're trying to drag in. They need something to entice people in with that. So, um, so yes, there will be a trailer. But remember, this isn't this isn't like this isn't cinematic. So we don't have to have trailers months in advance. They could drop one a week before. That's all they need to do is mm. drop one one week before and say, right, it's coming out next week, guys. Because those who those who want to know it's coming out know it's coming out. Um, but it's an interesting one, mate. And I know that a lot of people have been wanting the trailer for a long time, and of course I do as well. I'm all up for any new content, but I'd be I'd be happy if we didn't get one to the week before, mate, because we me and you, you and I, and most of our listeners, you know, we're pumped enough for the Mando, and the trailer will only just send us fever pitch. But I'm prepared to wait as long as they need to do, mate. Yeah, I think that's a good shout. I think that's a good shout. But um, yeah, mate, it, it's all it's all pretty spicy. It's yeah, just mate. awesome to hear Danny Boy's. Danny Boy's voice, you know, he he is our, uh, you know, household rapper, MC, and uh, king of king of tones. So you know, we're 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 here for it. But we got lots of other comments and uh, messages from people all across the galaxy on socials, and it's a, it's a real mix. So we asked you guys about the Daisy Ridley uh, interview, the Ray stuff kenobi stuff and we asked about the mandalorian stuff and we've just let you guys answer accordingly um so jimmy adams is going to start us off and jimmy says i had the theory that ray was a kenobi after the last jedi my thoughts were as follows kenobi and satine obviously had some strong feelings for each other i assume while they were on the run that they may have gotten bored one evening and you know played a spicy game of checkers (laughs) naughty boy jimmy (laughs) this is great this is so well thought out the result would have been a happy healthy baby boy or girl satine may have hidden the child away for its safety that child grows up has a family of his or her own, and bam, Ray is born. Palpatine finds out that uh, and has Gallius Rax and or Ray Sloan searching for her. Snoke shows up years after the remnants of the Empire disappear into the unknown regions. His mandate, besides seducing Ben Solo, is to hunt down and turn or destroy the child of Kenobi. Just the wary ramblings of an exhausted teacher... Stay spicy, and may the force be with you always. Jimmy, you are an absolute wow. king. And Jimmy, Jimmy's an absolute tank as well. We love this he's guy. A he, he is an absolute unit. He's an absolute gangster and legend. Uh, but he's been back and teaching. Um, so, Jimmy, we know uh, you've been working hard, mate, and I know the youth of America appreciate it so we appreciate your comment mate and there is some there is some banter in there and it is plausible i think some of the timing is a little tricky with the kenobi thing and that's probably why they decided a little against it but there we go good good comment man good comment yeah nice one jimmy nice canon references there but you know what mate i I would have preferred if they just like made a dad like a failed clone of palps you know they wouldn't have done that but ah um, nice one, Jimmy. Thank you very much for that. And yeah, keep up the wonderful work in education over there. Um, aside from that, we had Will Beeman said, I don't really think it was all that surprising or new sounding, really. 
Seemed like JJ wanted to do his Vader twist and kept it as secret as possible. The results were mixed, but it is what it is. Yeah, fair enough. Good shout, mate. And Adanic Designs said, putting on my mum jeans for this one about the facts Daisy said the sequel trilogy had poor planning. I'm not surprised. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. And that, my friend, is all you need to hear. You want to hear those words, you know you're done wrong. So cheers, guys, for that. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's true. Good comments, guys. Good comments. Uh, Sith Slayer 246 said, I admire and respect both Daisy and John Boyega for being honest about some of the decisions made by Lucasfilm regarding the sequel trilogy. I'm disappointed that JJ wrote the story for The Force Awakens, which was brilliant, which was a brilliant start to what could have been without a clear idea of what Ray's arc or how any of the others would go. When they announced a trilogy, they should have planned and written a rough draft of the main character's arc, start to finish. Uh, Fantastic. And uh, up next, we've got Jobby King, who said, Daisy gave fans an insight into the filmmaking process. Decisions are made at the last minute. Leia was only Luke's sister in Return of the Jedi. But... The storyline in the sequel trilogy was a genuine weakness and was a wee bit disjointed. Moving away from the main saga to the Mandalorian is needed. Brilliant comments, guys. Yep, thank you for that, guys. Uh, and to finish off the main, the main discussion points this week, we have another familiar voice. You know him, you love it, and I have in good, good uh, recommendation that the kids love it as well. It's the King of Wales, Luke Summerfield. All I'd like to say is, look how happy Daisy is. Despite everything that's gone on, still smiling. Star Wars has constantly changed things on the spot all the time, and in other movies as well. It's like living through the prequels again with fan reactions online and all this negativity. Anyway, let's roll on October 30th so we can jump back in a galaxy far, far away with all your legends. And remember, Palpatine loves a good Star Wars session. There we go, royalty has spoken. Daisy did look happy and we're always here for that. And I agree, Luke, mate. Let's just get to October the 30th and let's just get the ball rolling with the Mandalorian. Let's get back to what we love and that's actual Star Wars. Oh, mate, we love hearing those Welsh tones. And you know what? It is is slightly easy to slip into the moaning, uh, you know, uh, marathon. (laughs) (laughs) You know, people are stuck in, you know, and it's just like our boy John said last week, you know, it's it's not that deep. It's not that deep. Just have fun with it, guys. You know, you know, crack open a few cold ones, have a few beerios of it. And I, I hey, I still love the sequel trilogy, man. It's still here, absolute mate. bomb. Still absolute bomb. Uh, but to take us into the final part of the bit about Bantina are the Patreon questions. And to uh, start us off this week, it is our lad from Austria, who I believe is uh, having another cheeky getaway to Italy. Don't she blame him. Boy. It's Irwayan Burnt slash Burnt from uh, from Austria, and he says, 
Last year, I reread the Plagueis novel and the episode one novelization back to back. For me and my personal headcanon, the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise is an integral part of the prequel era lore. It just connects so many dots and makes the whole experience so much better. What would you think of a Disney Plus series about this era? This could be the Sopranos of Star Wars. Looking forward to your thoughts. What a question from our boy there. Uh, Matty boy, I'm going to let you uh, start this one off. What are you thinking, buddy? Um, nice one from the Austrian tank. Mate, the Plagueis novel, though not canon, name, it, that is an incredible book. And like you say, it ties in so much. You get... It's all about Darth Tenebrous and Plagueis. Plagueis testing on Darth Venomous to try influencing midichlorians to influence life. We get the rise of Palps to becoming the Naboo senator representative. It was all pre-Phantom Menace, so they meet Maul. There's an introduction to Dooku, how he could be used in the future. They they, they feel that Lenny has been born or is around on Tatooine. All they need to do with that story is make a few little tweaks here and there, especially around the Maul stuff. Bring it back into canon. Just doesn't change it. In fact, it makes Palpatine's story even better. I'd love a, 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 a series set pre Phantom Menace where it is Palpatine basically manipulating his way to where we see him in the Phantom Menace, including being taught by Plagueis whilst at the same time plotting to overthrow him. Um, there's a lot of politics in it as well with um, other, other senators and how Palpatine and Plagueis have to manoeuvre their way around them usually it ends badly for the other people wait I'd, I'd, I'd love to see some pro- and, and again I know it's, it's set in an era where we know what's going to happen but it would be great to see how Palpatine got to where he was in the Phantom Menace and to tie up that opera scene in a Re- Revenge of the Sith and how he returned in a Re- Re- Rise of Skywalker you know look, how did he and getting a bit of Plagueis in there as well and some more like Sith lore mate I'd, I'd dig that man hmm Good answer, man. Good answer. I mean, I'm going to avoid my thoughts of, uh, you know, Snoke should have been Plagueis. Um, well, yeah, that would have helped. She should have been. But anyway, um, I think I think I'm going to go with you there, mate. I think that I would make it canon again. However, I do think something like that would be absolutely brilliant as a Disney Plus series. Uh, I'd personally mm-hmm. do it as a limited run. Um, and you'd probably need to... You, you'd need to really think about Darth Plagueis and what, what species is going to be. He's probably going to be a human. Um, just just to get like a half-decent actor on board. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I'd watch it. I'd watch it. Now, you could have a de-aged... Um, Ian. Oh boy, Ian, Ian McDermott. Thank you, mate, boy. It's been a long day. Um, Ian McDermott, de-aged, you know, maybe in it, I, it. It would be really seedy, really sneaky with an explosive end, maybe. Uh, I could definitely see something like that happening. And uh, yeah, but listen, the whole Darth Plagueis thing, I think that was because, dude, last year leading up to episode nine, I was so adamant Snoke was Plagueis. I was mm-hmm, so well, adamant, yeah. and uh, in my head, I still think that's that's a better storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe the you know good good uh, good uh, conversation for another time. Um, but Plagueis, the whole Plagueis thing is 
definitely one of the most interesting things in Star Wars. And that opera scene is just magic. It's pure magic. So would I like that explored a bit more? Yes. However, would that possibly take away from the the magic from that opera scene? Possibly. You know, this is why I'm not running Star Wars, right? There we go. But there we go, there we go. Phenomenal question, though, Burn. Always bringing the heat, man. Thank you. Nice one. Uh, The the E.K. Johnson's Queen's Peril book does actually contradict some of that Plagueis novel as well, so they'd have to to tweak that somewhat, though I do prefer the Plagueis novel's uh, description of how Palps and Plagueis became that bad boy double-act rapping duo. Um, But, yeah, it's, it's a great time, great era of... Um, Star Wars, uh, the, that part of the prequel lore, so I'll get as much of it as I can, mate. So nice one, Burnt, you're a king. Speaking of which, we've got another one now. It's Vadim Simmons, a.k.a. the Belgian Bond, a.k.a. the Newlywed. Congratulations, mate. He sent us in a Patreon question um, just before we got married. I imagine, I think this was actually in his vows, but he asked us to answer it instead. So he said, <laughs> if you could bring one thing from the Star Wars universe into ours, what would it be? Yes, all of us would like lightsabers or blasters. Uh, Vadim says, I would love Bacta tanks for those nasty hangovers that keep finding me for some reason. Uh, good shout there, actually. Can you imagine having a couple of Beerios of Luke Bly and then just diving into Bacta and before you know it, you're back on it again with Luke Bly because you feel like a million dollars. That's um, it, mate. Me? That's pretty much Comic-Con. Yeah, mate, it, it was, especially for um, Isaac's cold. He could have probably jumped in a back to tank for that. Um, I'd, I'd be... I'd, uh, lightsabers, blasters, of course. Mate, I'd love to see pod racers. I'd love to bring pod racing into... Get rid of that Formula 1, get rid of that NASCAR. Pod racing. I would absolutely love that. Open up the Sahara Desert or something like that, and there's bish bash bosh. Imagine actual pod racers going like 600 miles an hour. You wouldn't be able to see them, but it sure sound great. So for me, uh, it's pretty simple. Other than a lightsaber or a blaster or the Falcon, like the obvious ones, uh, give me the pod racers, mate. Mate, that's a good answer. As always, that's a good answer. Uh, I've got a few uh, ones for you, mate. The f- the um, You know, in The Force Awakens, uh, Ray um, gets a little bit of sachet, yeah? Opens it up, a yeah. little sprinkle, bit of water, bish bash bosh, yes. hovis bread yeah that'd be handy yeah better smart amazing mate better smart amazing uh a bit of wampa you know bit of wampa on the barbecue you americans i bet you'd love that on your uh july 4th you know that's it slow get some wampa meat that's it you know our aussies old daft dudes in uh australia like put a bumper on the barbie will you mate on the barbie down with flying a wall yeah they love it we love it. <laughs> you also love it. Honestly, it'd be hyperspace. That's my real answer. <laughs> hyperspace travel, man. Um, because that is everything, isn't it? Transport is the key to everything. And uh, I just think, yeah, hyperspace travel would be the one. Um, it just opens up everything. It, it, at that point, that's Star Wars, right? That is actual Star Wars. So that's what I'm saying, dude. It's a good question, though, Vadim. Always bring in the filth, mate. You cheeky Belgian married man. 
Congratulations, mate. Muscle, mate. They still find a way to put tolls in hyperspace, or ma- there'd be roadworks and traffic. So somehow they'd still manage to work twenty-five. It, but <laughs> be like, um, yeah, I was going to say the M twenty-five. That's it. <laughs> Classic. Like, Blah, I'm crying around to do a commentary. I'll be there in zero point six parsecs. Bosh, there yeah. I am. Get the taco bell in. Um, well, thank you for that, Vadim and Burn. Guys out there, we'd love to hear what you thought about those questions. Give us an answer. How do you feel about the Sopranos era of Star Wars pre-TPM? Um, and what would you bring into this universe from a galaxy far, far away? And um, we ran a poll on socials this week asking whether you'd prefer to get your galactic street food from the Ring of Cafrain or Jeddah. Obviously, Rogue One influences there. Twitter, 55.6% of you fancied a trip to the Ring of Cafrain. Instagram, 66% of you would rather go to Jeddah to sample some of their delights. This is pre-Death Star Blast. But uh, Lukey Boy, up top, Cafrain or Jeddah, where would you rather get your street food from? Do you know what, mate? I love Ring of Cafrain. Gives me major like Hong Kong vibes, mm-hmm. Bangkok vibes. Um, but really... It's got to be Jeddah. Jeddah is one of... And Jeddah City is one of my favourite things to come out of Star Wars, like geographically speaking. It's got to be Jeddah for me, mate. You you just know you're going to get a really spicy, naughty kebab from Jeddah. Yes, I was going to go Cafrain because they had those like octopus squid legs. I was like, well, they've obviously got seafood on the menu. So Um, just like you guys out there, myself and Luke are split on where we'd rather go. But uh, thank you guys for that. There'll be another irreverent poll next week for you. Um, so we finished up our Kef beers. They were incredible. Uh, now it's time to bid farewell to the Bantina, but we will be back next week. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Star Wars Sessions game. That's right, people. It is the Star Wars Sessions game. Another week, another Sessions game. Come on, you know it and you love it. Uh, Matty boy, are you ready for this week's spicy game? I'm, uh, I'm never quite sure if I am with your games, mate, but bring it on. Mate, it's a filthy one. Uh, we are actually taking advantage of a tool that we use on our recording software. Uh, Mayboy have, we, we have a little IM box, don't we? So we can message each other. <laughs> have you oh, yeah. seen what's come up there? there there's uh, a few, um, like lines. Yeah, that's underscores. Yeah, that's that. it. That's it, mate. So sadly, that has actually come out, um, e- when when I've sent it to you, it's missing a space. But basically, we are playing Hangdroid. It's oh, like no Hangman. Boy. It's like Hangman, except we're hanging a droid. Uh, Matty boy, I have a word, and uh, it's it, what you can see is the spaces that make up that word that is in the Star Wars universe. And you have to give me some guesses. And guess what, big boy? I am not going to give you one clue you absolute filth monger right well i'm looking forward to this i was going to say you might want to put a, a full stop in between the space but lukey boy oh yeah, as he yeah, does yeah. he's come up with the good so we're playing hang droid and i've got so there's two words five letters in each word and i've now got a guess this have i just to let you know the droid um is going to be like a 3po unit 
You know? <laughs> so a hanging a protocol droid, right? Maybe that one in the front of the beginning. Maybe. Maybe. Right. Okay. Right, well, this you is let it, me know right? when you're ready, mate. I'm, I'm waiting on you. When you play hang droid, um, when you usually play it, like with your daughter, mm-hmm. um, do you <laughs> do you include the um, post or do you not? Um, uh, I No, I don't know. I always start with a blank piece of paper and then you draw the post from there. So actually you're getting right. like 10, 10 guesses. But um, with, if I was to play it with uh, my nipper, who's only four, I'd probably give her a few more. <laughs> gotcha. Infinite. Gotcha. All right, mate. All right, mate. I'm uh, I'm going to do this. Let's do it, mate. Let's do it. Right. Um, how do I play that? I've got to give you a letter, haven't I? So do I have to ask questions or to give letters? <sighs> you got to give letters, mate. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. This is just Star Wars filth. So this is, so there's five letters in each word, two words. Um, Darth Play along, Vader. people. Play along. Darth Vader. No, you meant to... <laughs> You're meant to do uh, it letter by letter. Right, D. So I'm going to do, hang on, I'm doing a post for that. So that is the, that is the bottom, that is the bottom bit that supports the... I thought you were going to say I got it right. Okay. okay, so it's not Darth so Vader, right. D. There D, is, there is no D. So that is another line. Um, well, what am I doing with the consonant? Uh, the va- uh, consonant, you know, the vowels, don't you? A. A. Oh, okay. So this is the first word. So you've done that. Word. And then you have got an A. Did you say A? Yes, sir. Right. Okay. So. A for early. So that's Ooh. the second word. Okay, so we've got space A, double space, space A. So, um, uh, E. E. Oh, you naughty boy. So yeah. this is the first word. Oh, I think I might have it. But I'm no going to let you know. If, if, you, if this no. is what I think it is. It is. Because you just put, it is because you just added an extra letter. It's Grief Karga. Oh, yes, I did accidentally have a letter. It's Grief Cargo. Grief Cargo. Here we go today, Twilight Healing Baths. As soon as I saw the double A, and then I was like, if you put a double E in there, it's Griefy Boy. It's Grief Cargo. Yes. We we love it, don't we, mate? We absolutely love it. But I think, yeah. yeah, Spoilers for next week's game. I'm doing this as well. No way. Quality. Yes, I am. I'm going to this give this a go. This is good fun, isn't it? Okay. All right. Now, the next one. Look at that, mate. You have some of that. Oh, so we've it. got a word. The first one is an eight-letter word followed by a five-letter word. Um, I'm going to go for I, please. I. So the second word has an I in it. Yes. Okay. There we go. The oh, second word has an I in it, and it's the uh, second from last letter. Okay, so that doesn't not going to give me any help quite yet. So I'm going to go no, for a. Your droid is still alive. <laughs> yeah, isn't? But he's not in Jabba's pad. Oh, I'm going to go for O. O. O for oh yeah. O for oh yeah. Um, yeah, there is definitely O's in this house. Okay. Um. <laughs> 
<laughs> Pop culture reference. Uh, hang on, right. So what on earth is this one going to be? So we've got an I in the second to last... No, the second to last letter of the last name is an I. And that's for the O's. There we go. Right, oh, so we've got wow. a few O's. It's starting to look like um, just emojis that people are typing out on a keyboard. It just looks like a, like a guy with glasses or something. And So I've got uh, three O's in the first name and one next to the I in the second name, surname. Um, how many Star Wars letters? The people have got loads of O's in their name. Um, <laughs> uh, or anything. Uh, well, I'm gonna, t- oh, I'm no. gonna be a bit, I'm gonna be a bit naughty and ask for tea, please. Can I have a tea, please? Oh, you can have some tea, mate. Thank you. You mate. can have some tea. Let me just put that there. And uh, there is one tea, oh. and it is in the first word. Okay, so. I, if if you know if you're playing along with this at home, you are a genius. I yeah. can't even lie. Oh, Luke puts the T in naughty. Oh, it's gonna go so good. Yeah. Right there we go. Oh, what is all this about? So space space O T O space O space. Next word space space O I space. Um... <laughs> People are like, wow, this show's so good. <laughs> These guys know how to do it. Um, S. That is your first your first point, mate. We, 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 we're starting to get a hang. This droid's going to get hung. Getting the hang of this. Um, I'm going to go for L. L. L for lad. L for lad. You've got yourself a letter, mate. Oh, yes. You've got yourself a letter. It is in the first word. Okay. Are you ready to see it? I think I am. There we go, mate. Oh, so it's the last well, The last letter of the first word is L. So it's something ol. Something ol, something oi. Uh, olive oil. Um... <laughs> so it's space, space, O. T O space O L and then next word space space O I space. Um, Such fun. I'm God, how many more vowels can be in that? I'm going to go for. Got to take a risk now, mate. I've got. I've got. This is, this is squeaky bum time, as Sir Alex Fergie would say. I'm yes. going to say C, please. <sighs> you got yourself a C, mate. Yes. You've got yourself a C. Yes. You've got yourself a C. What on earth is this all about? It is in it is in the first word. Okay, good, good. I need more letters in that first word. Oh, I know what it is. Can I have a guess, please? You can have a guess. Is it protocol drawing? <laughs> <laughs> The odds it of was successfully navigating this game with 3,720 to 1. Oh, so good. And that's it. That is this week's game. Yes. So good. It was, Dan. Thank you, mate. I'm taking this for next week because this is a this is a filthy idea, mate. We love it, don't we? We love it. You smash that, mate. You you know how to play Hangman. Oh. You, uh, sorry, Hang Droid. Hang Droid. This is not the first time Matt's played Hang Droid. 
This is definitely not the first. I actually, be, I've actually, funny as, as so as it were, this last week I've just been playing it without any idea that you're going to do this, and I call it Hang Droid as well. How what a coincidence you decided to play this game. Ah, oh, we love it, don't we? We love it, and we love that Star Wars spice. Yes, it is, mate. Just as a disclaimer, I've never played Hang Droid before, but as you know, this is the best podcast. But it is also the end of the best podcast. And it's the end of episode 81. What a game to end us off with, Handroid. What an episode we've had. Thank you, everyone, for joining in. But that is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions and the Road to 100. But the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? Uh, they can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. That is our swanky website. Find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. They can slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions or feel free to drop us a cheeky voice note or cheeky message to our email address, sws at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. And if you want to support the show further, please consider checking out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Yes, we're on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, everywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast, you'll find us there. And if you love our show, please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice and head on over to podchaser.com. It's the IMDB for podcasts and it's awesome. And we're on there. So drop us a review if you have a spare few minutes because it helps us grow and it helps us engage with you guys, which is what we love the most about doing this show each and every week. So thank you. And please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell Grief Carl, Carl, uh, Karga, tell your Ewok, tell your cousin. The more the merrier. Are their castle spicier? So tell that... Tell that swinging protocol joy that this is the podcast that you're looking for. So until next time from me, see ya, and from Luke. May the force be with you. Always. Oil up green cargo. Um Wampa Milk. They are Essex-based podcast heroes. Was Olaf amongst the possible parents, or...? I think Olaf was, yeah. Tell that to Country Club.